Welcome to the True Logic, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for businesses and individuals who want to succeed in digital marketing. Join our host, SEO expert and certified mama's boy, Burn Sun One, as he gives you insights on digital marketing fundamentals, tips and best practices, and easy conversations with industry experts about the latest trends and happenings in the digital world. Let's get started. Let's talk about reputation management. Or to be more precise, let's talk about proactive reputation management. Today, if you want to become a brand, branding means all of the interactions that your users have with all your collateral, all your content, all your messaging, and how they perceive and how they feel about your brand as they interact with your material. When you implement online reputation management, you you actually get two things. You don't just get the sentiments of your customer. You actually get feedback on whether you're getting any attention. In today's episode, let's learn how to use the power of ORM to strengthen the positive brand image that you're trying to put out there to your audience to outrank the competition in order for you to gain more real estate on search in this newest episode of the True Logic DX podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Bernard, and welcome to another episode of the True Logic DX podcast. We're going to talk about proactive online reputation management and why it's critical to your business. And we're going to talk about this in several parts. So first off, let's talk about what is ORM, or I guess in this episode specifically, proactive online reputation management. So take note when I say proactive online reputation management, that means you're not confronting an online disaster, right? So we're going to talk about that in another episode, which will be ODRRMC, <laughs> which is Online Disaster Risk Reduction Management. <laughs> but that's not this episode. Today, we're just going to talk about nurturing the messaging of your brand. So what's ORM? This is essentially how your customers talk about you, like the noise about you online and how much of that you participate in and you proactively control versus the ones that you are passively victimized by, right? So this is you trying to impact buying decisions. Think of it as digital word of mouth, which is, by the way, the best way to find customers. There are no delete buttons for negative reviews, right? I think for any of you that have had to do reputation management before, you wish, we all wish that there were, but it isn't there, it doesn't exist. But it is a way for you to get valuable feedback. Uh, I think in, in studies they did about detractors versus supporters in terms, of, in terms of customers, there are only two kinds of people that will provide feedback about your brand. The, the guys that love you and the guys that hate you, right? And the meh, eh, you're never going to hear anything from those guys. But the other study that I read years ago said that you can regain up to 65% of customers that have had a negative experience with you as long as you take ownership for the mistake and you try to fix it, as long as you respond to the negative. So how does your reputation impact your business or impact your customer's buying decision more importantly? There's a figure out there that says 90% of consumers read online reviews before visiting a business. If we're going to take Google's word for it, it's about 96%, which is huge. And there are... I guess a big chunk of customers, a little less than 50%, so about 49% that look at your star ratings and wherever you have star ratings, right? So you could be talking about Glassdoor reviews, Facebook reviews, Google My Business reviews, Google My Business reviews specifically because that appears directly on search. Now, 
I do want to differentiate proactive ORM, proactive reputation management versus social listening and SEO and how are they different. In online disaster management, (laughs) we're going to talk about how to push down negative sentiments about your brand, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. But I also want to differentiate ORM from social listening which is only one component of reputation management, where you're listening to the sentimentality of users about your brand. Reputation management is essentially aggregating everything your users have to say and looking at it from one place so that you know how your brand is perceived. Are you perceived to be down to earth when you need to be? Are you perceived to be not down to earth, right? Even though you think your brand is. And it's more than just ranking number one on Google search. It's more than just occupying a lot of search real estate. It is so that if people type in your brand name, you pretty much control the results of what appear on the first page right now. So we we talked in broad strokes about the benefits of reputation management and what it is. So let's let's do some tactical conversations, right? Let's talk about the PESO model. It's not what you think, but the PESO model essentially just means paid assets, earned assets, social assets, and owned assets, right? I, I've, I've talked about this a lot where Digitally, you have owned assets, you have leased assets, and you have earned assets. So let's just break apart. Let's just break that same model apart into your paid assets, your earned assets, your social assets, and your owned assets. And what do they mean? Let's begin with the easiest one, your owned assets. It's your website. It's your owned assets are any platform where you control the technology, you control the content, you're able to moderate every single piece of content. Usually, this is very limited to your website or your app, right? Your website or your app. I I guess in in our case, our webinar, like maybe, Uh, but your your own assets is where you control the technology, you control the infrastructure, you control the content. Those are your own assets. You always have to start there because your other assets link back to your own asset. Now, when you say your paid assets, you're talking about your your banners, your YouTube ads, and so on and so forth. And they, you know, because it's branding, every piece of collateral you put out there, every piece of content, every piece of video, every piece of imagery that you put out there is an experience created with your customers, right? It's an experience that your audiences will have with your brand. So how do you utilize that? Like even something as simple as, let's say, your Google searches, your, your SEM. That's paid media, right? Your ad headlines, your ad descriptors, all of those are paid assets. And they occupy search real estate. And so it matters because it's another way for you to control how dominant your your brand looks when people perform a search. When we say earned assets, I I want you guys to try to do an exercise, right? If you guys Google my name, and I'm not being Bernard-centric here, but I'm just saying, if you try to Google my name, you're going to get a result on LinkedIn, which we control. But, you know, that's not a, that, that is in no way, that's no way an owned asset, by the way, right? That's a, that's a leased asset. But you will see my LinkedIn profile. You will see my tycoon author profile. You will see my author profiles, like wherever I've contributed a blog to. All of those are earned assets because it might be your content, but it doesn't sit on your technology. It doesn't sit on your platform. Right, So leased assets can be grouped into two, your social assets and your earned assets. When you co-publish something with someone, when you co-brand something with someone. An example of an earned asset for me, by the way, is my profile at the Digital Marketing Institute or at the CDM program. 
So all of those are earned assets. You provide the content, but you don't control the technology that holds the content. So those are your earned assets. They're most of the time they're they're websites. The the next one, or I I, I give another example of a of an earned asset, but this is sort of like a cross between earned and social. Like when you interact with other experts in the field, like when Ibarra and I sat in for a conversation with Arjil Desma on his podcast. Right, we don't control the platform. We were just there to help provide content, but that's an earned asset. Now, in terms of social media, you got it, right? This is your LinkedIn profile. This is your Facebook page. This is your Twitter profile. These are your Instagram pages. And remember that on Facebook, you can be reviewed. Now, everything I just mentioned, the author profile, your lecturer profile, your ads, your Facebook page, your website, all of these can appear as search results. And this is why they count as reputation management, right? It's how you represent your brand in all of these assets. And by the way, the more of them you control, the more control you exercise over your reputation. But I will take another dimension, right? Like one of the things I mentioned earlier is that on a lot of social assets, you can get reviewed. Like you can easily get reviewed. Like, like take for example, for us, our on our business page, you you can get reviewed there inside your Google My Business profile. You can get reviewed in Glassdoor. You can get reviewed on your Facebook page, and this is another component: the proactive reputation management. Like, how are you listening to the different reviews about you? More than that, how are you getting your customers? How are you encouraging the review behavior? How are you encouraging? the feedback behavior that comes from your customers that comes from your audience right how are you engaging them in a in a conversation so a, a part of reputation management and this is where it veers away from just being about seo because seo doesn't necessarily monitor the number of star ratings you get as a brand right it just cares that your google my business profile or your knowledge graph appears on the right it just cares that you know if there's a re- if there's an ag- aggregate review snippet about you it appears on the serp and it just cares about the amount of real estate you have in the search engine like that's really all it cares about but reputation management is about is taking that the next step further and it's about caring about the sentimentality that you get out of all of these assets what's the sentimentality about you on facebook and how do you reply to it right or how do you respond to it what is the review like for you on google my business more than that aside from just the positivity of the review you only have one review on facebook that doesn't make you very relevant Right? Do you only have two Google My Business reviews? That doesn't make you very relevant. When people see that, and I guess it's because we all intuitively behave the same way, they'll assume one of two things. If you've got one, two reviews about you, people will assume you're not very remarkable. Right? Because why aren't there more reviews about you? So you do want to you do want to care about how you're represented in your own website. in your social media assets in your earned assets and in your paid assets when you do press releases by the way those fall in your earned media right like if if you're partnered with business mirror or philippine star or adobo magazine or or what not or when in manila all of those speak something about your reputation whether you thought lead in your industry or or what not but but i guess you're sort of getting the picture right like In, in terms of tactical activities, optimize your ads so that they have a positive message about you, so that people are not just constantly seeing you barrage them with sales messages. For earned assets, interact like 
no business is an island unless you are your own customer. No business is an island. If you have press releases, maximize them, repost them, syndicate them inside your blog. If you have social assets, make sure that you monitor the reviews on a serial basis. So I'm not saying on a daily basis, but I am saying on, an, on a habitual rigor, review how what kind of feedback your customers are providing about you inside your social media channel, especially Facebook, right? Because it's the Philippines. So in, in the Philippines, Facebook is still king. And then in your own assets, like where do you republish the positive sentiments about you? Uh, feel free to, to spread the positive word about you, right? Inside your own assets. Because if you don't pat yourself on the back, nobody else will. So that's the PESO model. And that's the structure that those are some of the tactical activities that you need to do in order to help out your online reputation. And then again, behaviors, encourage people to give you feedback, encourage people to rate you. And that's why we're going to move into the cycles of reputation management, right? You can be part of a vicious cycle or you can be part of a virtuous cycle. In a vicious cycle, you're not asking for feedback. You're not encouraging your customers to voice out their sentimentality about your brand. You're not responding to when there's feedback. Holy cow, right? So this is you asking for online disaster management. <laughs> Don't get trapped in a, in a vicious cycle. If you execute any of the strategies that I talked about a couple of minutes before, make sure that you are encouraging the behavior of giving you feedback, right? I think every business thrives on the voice of their customers. And put your reputation management in a virtuous cycle, right? Like take care of your online reputation, encourage your customers to be your walking, talking billboards, promote the material that reflect you in a, in a positive light. I would say respond to anything that's negative out there about you. Like never leave negative comments untouched. Like ever, 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 ever. You won't win them all. But I think winning two out of three is good enough, right? Like that's better than losing three for three. Take care of your online reputation. Be part of a virtuous cycle. Encourage people to review you. Respond to every review that you get. And before you know it, people are perceiving your brand in a positive sentiment. Now. The last bit, how do I track what my reputation is like? There are actually a lot of third-party tools that aggregate a lot of reviews about you guys. If you're looking for some proprietary solutions, hit me up. But there, there are a couple of places that are more important than others where you need to be mindful about how you're perceived. Uh, one is, of course, in the Google search results, right? Like nobody wants to see a insert brand here scandal, insert brand here case, right? Like nobody wants to see that. So. Do a brand search about your brand. Oh, one more thing I will say, try to not encourage search engines to have a negative sentiment about you. If you want to find out if there's any negative feedback about you, don't, don't go insert brand here, negative review. Because you're going to tell Google, oh, that's a trending search. And before you know it, that's on everybody's search suggest. So just do a search, just do a neutral search about your brand and see what Google comes up with, right? I think... People tend to think that whenever there's anything negative about me, it appears on the first page of search. That's a myth. I promise you, that's a myth. Uh, I have managed a lot of proactive reputation management results where there were disastrous activities in real life that never managed to make it to the first page of search. Do a neutral search for yourself inside the Google search result and see what comes up. The next one is Google My Business. Because if you are optimized in any way, your knowledge graph will appear to the right. And in the lowest section, it will show reviews, right? So make sure you pay attention to your Google My Business. The next one are your social media channels. 
there are social media listening tools that you can use. But aside from social media listening tools, just pay attention to your Facebook page, right? Like view it, follow it, log into it every now and then to review what people have to say about your brand. And then the last bit is third-party review sites. Like how are you reviewed on, on websites like Glassdoor, for example? Uh, if you're an employer, how are you reviewed on Jobstreet? Right, all of these, all of these matter. So this is about, and that's it, right? Like that's about a wrap for us talking broad strokes about proactive reputation management. In the next episode, we're going to talk about online disaster risk reduction management or negative ORM management. But in closing, I'll leave you with this question. How do you make sure that you leave a positive impression with your audiences? How do you make sure that you've got a positive online reputation? And we're going to take this up on the next episode of the True Logic DX podcast. So don't forget to subscribe to receive notifications about our newest episodes. Again, this has been Bernard. Thank you for joining me on this episode. We're powered by Pod Machine. And feel free to follow and subscribe us on both Facebook and on YouTube. Until next week, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. TrueLogic DX is powered by Pod Machine. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow at TrueLogic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at www.truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time, 